Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome in, everybody. Oh, it's all Pro Lines, the podcast. I'm your host, Kostaki Economopoulos, but you knew that. Thanks for coming. We appreciate you being here. It's uh, it's it's the podcast. It's week six. The Bills won the clash of the Titans against the Chiefs. That's probably the biggest story of the week. Uh, we had some upsets. The Falcons beat the Niners. I love it when the Falcons upset somebody who isn't me. That is nice. Uh, Steelers beat the Bucks. The Jets went to Lambeau to win. What is your biggest takeaway? Oh, we're having trouble streaming to Facebook. It might be on Facebook's end. Blah, blah, blah. We'll keep trying. Let me know if it's resolved. Okay. A little note from, from my technician, the StreamYard. So we might not have the Facebook stream going. Okay. That's all right. We do this mostly for the listeners anyway. Fine. We don't need you. We don't need you, Facebook. We're going to screw this up. Uh, yeah. What's your biggest takeaway? I don't know. There's a, uh, there's a lot to talk about this weekend. Let's, uh, let's do a few plugs. We'll dive in and do some jokes. We'll do a few more plugs and then, uh, and then we will, uh, let's see if I can fix something with this Facebook view, but uh, no, nothing I could do. Okay. We're doing what we do. Uh, t-shirts, get yourself an all pro lines t-shirt. We also have sweatshirts. We have mugs. We have koozies. We have keychains. There's a bunch of weird stuff in there. The links, probably the easiest way to tell you. The links are on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go check those out. Uh, gigs. I got some great gigs. I'm so excited. I'm going to Atlanta, where it all began this week. The Atlanta Punchline. Uh, Andreas and a bunch of his friends are coming on Friday. A bunch of Sprayburyans. A bunch of my high school buddies are going to be there on uh, on Thursday. I mean, I meant to say Thursday. My mom's coming on Friday and some other people. Uh, it's going to be nice to see everybody and catch up and do some jokes. I got a whole new hour since I was in Atlanta. Uh, so come check that out. Uh, Farmington, Albuquerque coming up in about three weeks. And then in about five weeks, four weeks, something like that, I'm doing uh, Sioux Falls and Nevada, Iowa, and probably another couple of dates I'm kind of currently working on. I just booked Nevada about two hours ago. So come see me. Uh, Cameo. Cameo is a key plug here. Uh, I get this request sometimes like, hey, can you wish my dad a happy birthday or my dad loves you or my brother's in so-and-so and he go to Cameo uh, and look up Kostaki. I'm easy to find and I'm cheap. It's weird. It's weird how cheap it is. You don't want to get your dad a dumb gift. He's never going to use something. Get something memorable like me trashing his favorite NFL team for a couple of minutes and wishing him a happy birthday. See, that's more. Just go to Cameo, type in Kostaki. You'll figure it out. All right, let's... Uh, it looks like we're not going to have Facebook as part of it. I miss you guys. I appreciate you showing up and apologies to you if you tried to come watch. Uh, let's do some. The two minute drill. Uh, 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 uh. 
What's better, sad Tom Brady or angry Nick Saban? What a weekend to be alive. Oh, my goodness. Throw in a miff Jerry Jones. Got yourself a weekend. That's a that's a schadenfreude trifecta. And we were one demoralized Bill Belichick away from the perfect football weekend. Uh, Brady was yelling at his offensive line. Brady was so mad he told the O-line to just speak to his lawyer. I don't know if you saw him screaming at the line. This is a direct quote from Brady. You're so much better than the way you're fucking playing. That's what he said. (laughs) This is kind of a compliment in there. So it's, it's a little defensible. It's a little, you're better than this. I didn't say you're a bitch. I said, you're acting like a bitch. Like this is the kind of uh, yelling that's probably gotten him some trouble before. That's all I'm saying. It's so weird that Tom can get separation, but his receivers can't. <laughs> Something's not right with Tom Brady this year. It's like he's separated from victories. It's like he's divorced from wins. It's like he's seeing other outcomes. It's like Tom and victories are having irreconcilable differences. You see where the jokes are here? It looks like he might wind up separated from the playoffs. Giselle's lawyers are so good. They've frozen his wins. That's from an all pro lines listener, Andrew Packmeyer. Nice job on that one. Uh, he's consciously uncoupling from wins. Loser of the divorce gets custody of Antonio Brown. That's from Eric Shores, our very own Eric Shores. Uh, usually when a Florida man and his wife have it out, it involves Jim Beam, a Waffle House, and an alligator. <laughs> Brady got fined for that kick in the infamous roughing the passer play from last week. It made me think of that old MasterCard ad, kicking Grady Jarrett, $11,139. Kicking your wife to the curb so you can play football forever. Priceless. The refs love Tom Brady. If Brady's mom had this kind of protection, the Falcons would have won a Super Bowl. Huh? That's from that's from all pro lines follower Jeff Hicks. See, we get contributions from the peanut gallery and we use them. There's some good ones here and there. Writing comedy is like panty for gold. Don't feel bad if you strike out a few times. That's what I, I'm, I'm in a cut Sunday. It's just like strike, strike, strike. Oh, there's a good one. Oh, occasionally back into a good joke. Daniel Jones won the game despite having a wound to his hand that bled all over the center's pants. Either that or he and the center's cycles have synced up. Are you there, Goodell? It's me, Margaret. Huh? Here's some jokes I probably can't do on the radio. You know it's a tough game when you have to clarify. Don't worry, that's not ass blood. Ass blood would be a great name for a metal band. Uh <laughs> The Dolphins' third-string quarterback is now hurt. It's like crazy things happen in Florida. It's weird. Bucks coach Todd Bowles uh, downplayed the hype over his playing against one of the only other black coaches this weekend, Mike Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at color, he said. You know who else doesn't look at color? Baker Mayfield. He's thrown it to every color in the rainbow. Doesn't matter what color your shirt is. You're getting a pass from Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Let's cover Commander's owner Dan Snyder for a second, right? He was the worst thing about this team before they changed the name. Snyder said he's safe because his private investigators dug up dirt on some owners and Roger Goodell. It's such a shame to besmirch a fine town like Washington, D.C. with an ugly scandal. Snyder says he has dirt on Jerry Jones. That's just mean. Wait a couple years, there will be dirt on Jerry Jones. You know Jerry has skeletons in the closet, but at some point Jerry's going to be the skeleton in the closet. 
Snyder says the NFL is like the mafia. Yeah, pretty soon he's going to be sleeping with the Dolphins. The moth. It's not the mafia. He treats the commanders like a fantasy team he forgot about till Sunday morning. Uh, Robbie Anderson kicked out of the game by his own coach. Get it? He's since been traded already. This ha- boy, things move fast in the NFL. You get kicked off your own sideline. You get traded the next day. Uh, he was kicked out of a Panthers game. Is that really a punishment? Are they? If they're really mad at him, they should make him play quarterback. If they were being generous, they would eject the fans from the game too. They should do it the other way. If you score a touchdown for the Panthers, you never have to wear this uniform again. Right? They trade you as a thank you for your service. <laughs> Cam Akers has differences with his coach. One of them thinks he's over the Achilles injury and is one of the best running backs in the game. And the other one has eyes. You see, he's not nailing it on the field lately. Some fantasy owners might have noticed. Devontae Adams has been charged for shoving the camera guy. Shouldn't Russell Wilson be in trouble for playing football in front of a camera guy? That's hurting all of us. If Adams had shoved Brady like that, he'd be on death row right now. Or worse, Carolina. Okay. All right. (laughs) A couple more quick plugs. Patreon. Come join us. Come look up Patreon and type in all pro lines. You can type in Kostaki Economopolis as well. But type in all pro lines. And uh, this is, I'll give you the PBS version of the pitch. We do a lot of stuff here to make sure this thing is up and running. It takes a lot of focus, some prep, some technology, some effort, some thought. Throw us a few bones. It is kind of a thank you back. That's what we ask. It's sort of a PBS pitch, right? The, uh, the go-to tier is five bucks a month. You just put in your credit card. You forget about it. You're supporting something you like. You're voting with your dollars. That's what we ask. Uh, also, another way to support the, uh, the podcast and the, and the brand is to go to Monkey Knife Fight and sign up and and play some props. Now, Monkey Knife Fight is not traditional sports betting. It's not overs and unders. And it's not traditional fantasy. It's somewhere in between. They do all these weird props. Like you could typically one of their go-to props is quarterback yards for the game. So it's like 320 for Mahomes and 315 for uh, Josh Allen. And then you pick an over and an under for each one. And if you get them both, you win like three and a half times the bet. It's awesome. It's a, it's a great fun thing. And if you use the promo code, all pro lines, they'll throw you an extra hundred bucks up to that as a deposit match. I think I got all the words in the row there. All right. Josh Kowal. Uh, he's one of our buddies. You might recognize him. Well, let's bring him in here. We'll give him a, give him a proper intro. What's up, Josh. What's up, Kostaki? Hey man. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a minute. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Same here. The listeners, yeah, the listeners might remember you as the scorekeeper guy from Fantasy Throwback. Yes, you also brought quiz questions. You brought a lot to the table in that. I appreciate your efforts, man. Good times. I mean, that was the heyday of the pandemic. Not so good times from that (laughs) perspective, but the Fantasy Throwback Throwback was a highlight. Yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a goofy show we experimented with and did live every week for a while. It was cool. It was a good way to stay connected with human beings. So you weren't allowed to see them in person for a minute. <laughs> so uh, what's going on, buddy? Tell me about your life. I haven't talked to you in forever. Oh, all good. You know, just trying to keep up with the kids. You know, I'm a classic uh, soccer dad. So spent a lot of time going to practices and, and games on the weekend. In fact, practice was canceled tonight. So 
I was able to do the the podcast. So I was thrilled because Monday night usually have a, you know have a conflict, have trouble even you know listening on the live stream and commenting sometimes. So um, this is uh, I'm glad it worked out because uh, yeah, my buddy Glenn had a technical thing and like an hour before is like I can't do it. I can do it next week. I'm like what the hell, you flaky bastard. And you're able to jump right in. I texted you this and made me giggle. Uh, back in the day, uh, Caroline would get get a call from Conan if a guest canceled same day because she was only like 35 blocks away. She would just jump in a cab and go down there. She did Conan yeah. probably probably 50 times in about a 10 year period. <laughs> she was like, in there all the time. This is like the same, like yeah. Conan and the Kostaki show. The it's pretty much it's yeah, pretty much the same. 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i'll just call josh and he'll jump in a cab and come right down and do all pro lines uh we're having another technical glitch today we're not on facebook live which I we normally that. are i'm not oh, sure well. what's happening can't get, we can't get the live comments that's always a highlight of the of the show. actually enjoy the live comment and i was gonna i was gonna ask them their biggest takeaway today from the weekend so i can ask you since you're the you're the one commenter we got what was you what'd you take away from the weekend well, it was in the nfl so you know, I'm a Steelers fan. It's it's mm. a rebuilding year for the Steelers, um, and I've totally given up on them. Uh, I in all my pools, I picked Tampa Bay minus ten points, whatever. You know, I'm like the Steelers are going to get killed, and uh, was absolutely shocked that they won, and they didn't. And Kenny Pickett got hurt. Tri Mitch Trubisky has been really bad. I was actually on the. Uh, team Trubisky from the start. I was like, we should just play Trubisky. He's, he's solid. I think he was a little underrated uh, coming into the season, but after a couple games realized we're not going anywhere with him. So it was fine to, to let Pickett try. Um, and uh, I was, I couldn't believe the Steelers won for one, but then Trubisky came in and looked amazing. He had like, he's converting these third, these long third downs. He was really bad in all the other games. So I don't know. I don't know what happened, um, and I was even more surprised because Tampa Bay's defense is awesome. The Steelers' O-line is really bad, and somehow the Steelers kind of dominated the game. I mean, this, the Tampa Bay just came back at the end and made it close. So, yeah, very you're right. None of it makes any sense. Did, now, he was benched, is is and there's a hotshot rookie playing in front of him. He's a professional athlete, but does that – is that a possible explanation for getting a little fire under your ass and getting a little yeah, more focused? And good point. This might be his last chance to be a starter in the NFL. You know, maybe it kind of hit home. But right. um, and he they have weapons. I mean, they have great receivers. Uh, oh yeah, they do. Najee Harris is is really good. He hasn't been great. Their line is not good. But I, you know, if they had a decent quarterback, they could put up some points. You would think. But um, their offense has been really bad all season just awful to watch super conservative really right. different thing i mean the steelers are you know they haven't been under 500 in like 20 years or something so i know not, not used to losing so but i had kind of thrown this season away already but their division is is uh not good the ravens lost the browns lost cincinnati is not good but they pulled out a win yesterday too so they might be able to uh to squeak you know pull off another 500 season. You know, Tomlin is is a great coach. Uh, he's a really good coach when they're like the underdogs, when they're not supposed to do anything. I should have remembered that when I was picking against them left and right. <laughs> but um, he's he's not, you know, he's not great when they're favored, when it seems like, you know, they're home usually. And 
but when they're when he needs to motivate them that's when he really shines you know i was going to say this for later but i gotta jump in and do it here hold on I'll have you know that I picked this before I knew you were the guest. My kudos this week are from Mike Tomlin. How about that? Nice. Two different quarterbacks playing against the GOAT. Again, I agree with everything you said. A very good defense. And uh, they finally woke up and threw the ball around the yard a little bit. It was nice to see. I think Chase Claypool is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I don't know why they don't use him more. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, he looked great. He, he yeah. had the game of the, the game of the year for him, for sure. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, Tom was just one of those guys. He's just quietly, he's just quietly good. Always, always, always. I wish he was my coach. I wish he was the coach of my team. Yeah. He's, he's a great coach and he's yep. going to, you know, he's been there forever already. Hopefully he stays there for, for 20 more years. The Steelers right. also have this awesome legacy of having three coaches for like the last 50 plus years, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower. Mike Tomlin and seriously like 50 years and uh, Tomlin is still pretty young. He really could stay there for a, a long time. So how old is Tomlin? He's got, he's got he's one not, of those looks like he could be 22 or 62. You'd have no idea. In the, I don't think he's 50. I think he's in his forties. Is that right? He's that young. I couldn't be wrong, but I love, I mean, when they hired him, he was the youngest head coach ever. I think I try not to even think about parsing people in this way, but I love that there is a, sharp black coach who just is quietly good without any rah-rah. Nobody talks about it. It's just, I think it's great. Uh, I find him to be weirdly handsome too, as a side note. I don't know. So he looks, he looks a lot. There's an actor, Omar Epps, I think is his name. He does look like Omar Epps. Yeah. Like a lot. It's, he does. I never thought of that. You're right. <laughs> All right. Give me a, give me a taps on the back. You got one that's yeah, not the so, Steelers since you already gushed yeah. about your Steelers. You didn't prep me for this. Gustav. You put me on the spot. Oh, so I didn't. Do, I thought it, no, 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 I, you I not read one. the emails. Like When I book a guest one hour out, I expect you to do some homework. I got, I got one for you. And it's, it might be a little bit of an ironic uh, taps on the back, but how about Matt Ryan? Oh so, yeah. So I am a famously a Matt Ryan hater. I, I I give Andrea I've given him a hard time about Matt Ryan for years because I just think that he's a little overrated. And he, Andreas is always saying he's going to Hall of Fame. He's got the stats that you know are. And so this week, not only did they win, but he passed my childhood hero, Dan Marino, in all time oh. all time passing yards. Or what? I didn't see that. He surpassed Marino, and he's like sixth or seventh on the list now. Oh, and, wow. uh, I mean, Dan Marino, Matt Ryan, are you kidding me? The, the stats <laughs> are way out of whack. Way out of whack. You know, the, the passing has just gone through the roof. Different now area. Another game. There are 17 games. But, of course, the defenses are, you know, the, the passing are cuffed. In every, <laughs> right. I mean, right. you can't even tackle the quarterback now. It used to be you couldn't, you couldn't land on him when, you know, he did, threw the ball away. But yeah. ever since uh, – the Tua incident a couple weeks ago, they just went insane with this. We got to protect the quarterback and change the rules in the midseason. Can you imagine any other sport or any other way of life where they just 
change the rules in the middle of the season? Like, what is what are they doing? Um, that, that's an interesting point. Garrett, they can't even tackle the quarterback. Literally, that was like a not a rough tackle. He still right. had the ball, and then you yeah, saw the same right. thing uh, the next day on Monday night. Uh, the Chiefs guy sacked Derek Carr. And he fumbled. Right. And he landed on him and he was trying to recover the ball and they called it roughing the passer. He tackled him. It wasn't yep. roughing the passer. And he even ob- put a hand down a little bit to brace the fall, which is kind it's of obviously yeah. 100% a reaction to the Tua thing, which, you know, they screwed up. He probably shouldn't have been playing. But Tua also holds on to the ball way too long. He kind of puts himself in that position, if you ask me. I know it's a hot take, very unpopular position to blame Tua. <laughs> But that's the that's the island that I'm on with uh, you know anti Tua anti Tua and anti Matt Ryan. Props on the back, props on the back to uh, taps on the back to uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan, and I still try to insult him. But congratulations, Matt Ryan, for everybody thinking that you were done and you're somehow above 500 and had yeah, a really nice yeah. game yesterday. He had a great game. Time. You can't come on here and change the branding and make it props on the back. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Props on the back. <laughs> yeah, blaming Tua. That's a little like she was asking for it. Did you see yeah, what she okay. was wearing? <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Tua holds I'm, on to the ball too long. I'm looking forward to seeing Tua back, but it will be a little bit like, oh God, I hope it's okay. Nobody hurt him. Yeah. I was I was joking around with my fantasy text string that there's something about Tua that just makes you want to throw him around. Like, is it? <laughs> is it because he's like Hawaiian or something? And is it because he broke your heart in a national championship uh, game at some point? Maybe I wasn't. That, I wasn't disappointed. You didn't have that as much as I did. Yeah, that's right. Very memorable for me. I've actually rooted for him because of that. I, I was surprised that that was my takeaway because he impressed me so much. He was a legit freshman who had not played at all. At a halftime of the national championship game, they benched the starter and put him in. It's yes. an impossible situation, and he won that game in overtime with a with a perfect pass. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, I I've been kind of rooting for him, but I have to say, I didn't believe that he was going to pull it, you know, turn it around and be good this year. I didn't think the Dolphins were going to be good, and he proved me wrong. Uh, they have too many weapons: Tyree Kill and Waddle. I mean, they're loaded. That's why I yeah. thought even Teddy, even even Teddy Bridgewater could probably put up some numbers in that offense. But, um, you know, I'm not a Georgia fan. Obviously, I'm a Georgia Tech fan. But that the way they lost that national championship game to Tua, it was like up there with the 28-3 to heartbreaking oh, yeah. of all time. It's the worst way you could lose. Uh, it's oh. way up there. But another thing to point out in that game, you know who he replaced as the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe it was Jalen Hurts who might be Jaylen. like MVP right now. Jalen Hurts. It's hard, to, it's hard to believe both those guys were on the same team. And, uh, yeah, I didn't expect Jalen Hurts to have a hell of an NFL career, and he is killing it right now. Good for him. Yeah, I, I totally thought Jalen Hurts not going to be an NFL quarterback. Tua, he's like the next Drew Brees, super accurate. He's built for, you know, these short windows. And uh, just I thought he was going to light up the NFL, but he's a little, in, little injury prone, I think. Yeah, and for those of you who aren't total, you know, uh, SEC nerds or whatever. Uh, so the next year, so basically Hertz took that team to the national championship, had kind of a bumpy first half. Uh, Alabama was down at halftime and Saban benched him and brought in Tua. 
and then they won the national championship on the crazy perfect throw in overtime. Fifty yard um, pass it was like yeah, it was something yards. crazy. Like they were dead to rights, and they needed they were out of field goal range. It was going to be the most beautiful ending to a game ever, and then mm. Tua ruined it. Uh, so the next year, he started Tua and benched. Uh, it hurts. Yeah. And Hertz sat there on the bench being a good sport for the whole year and then went through the transfer portal situation before it was the hot thing to do and uh, went away. And both of those guys emerged uh, successful. Hertz was ridiculously gracious about this impossible situation. And he deserves uh, his success. You know, he worked hard and has proven to be a good player. So it's a pretty cool story, I think. He's easy to root for, too. Except that these are Alabama guys who I traditionally hate. Um, it was fun to see them lose and to have this crazy celebration this weekend. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it was a crazy game there too. It was was it fifteen times in a row Alabama beat Tennessee? <laughs> Set the step. <laughs> so that, I don't watch much college football. I famously love, love to hate on college football compared to the NFL. And my, one of my things is there's no defense, and the games last way too long. But um, that game was amazing, but there was no defense. Yeah, one of those teams is going to have to play Georgia, and there's going to be some defense. <laughs> so uh, we will see what happens uh, when that, I, I, that Georgia might win two in a row. This is actually possible. Nah, I didn't, give me a break. Come on. I didn't. I didn't believe it, but now I'm beginning to think it's possible. So we'll see. It's still a long way off. We don't want to get too excited. the The national championship game is right here. About uh, oh, is it from where, from where I sit? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just saying. Just hmm. saying. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, all right, I have questions for you about fantasy. You and I, you I and I have- fantasy. We've started, no, this is, this is good. We've started a dynasty <laughs> league. My team and di- I we all right. Let, there's so much to say here. All right, my my basic question to you is this: Are you enjoying dynasty as a different construct than regular fantasy? For the listener, oh, yeah. let me lay it out for the listener who might not know. At most most fantasy football leagues, you have a draft in August, and you pick your guys, and you and your twelve buddies play all season, uh, and then the next year you do it again. And so each year is sort of its own entity. It's an own island into itself. And then some leagues have keepers where you keep a couple guys here, a couple guys there. So there's some continuity and you get rewarded for picking somebody good and you get to hold on to them for a year or two. Uh, but the but the the crown jewel of dynasty of uh, fantasy is dynasty, which is you have one draft ever and you keep 20 to 30 guys sort of ongoing in this accordion sort of slow moving team that you're that you're managing indefinitely. And you never draft again, and you have the same guys. Now you can trade, and you can drop, and you can add, but you you're basic. You could easily have a guy for ten years, and so you you sort of build your team around a handful of these sort of tentpole guys. You got Josh Allen, which seems like a hell of a pick. You probably got ten years of don't have to worry about that position. You know? Yeah, 
I am, I am loving it. I've never been in a dynasty league or any kind of keeper league, although I'm in a ton of fantasy leagues. Um, but I'll tell you my favorite thing so far about, and it's still early for a dynasty league, right? It's, it's week six of year one. But we right. did the, uh, the slow draft, which I've never done that either. Oh, it was the best. Yes. So you have 24 hours to make a pick. So, and, and so I'm I'm a little salty, right? Because uh, my first pick ever in the in the dynasty league was Javante Williams, who's yes. out for the season. You know, ACL. Hopefully, he's back next year. Right. Second pick was Josh Allen, so that one was better. But before I made the pick, you know, usually you're on the clock in fantasy, you have like a minute, two minutes, the clock is ticking. Hurry so up! I, I actually like listened to like three podcasts about Javante Williams before I made the pick. Like, uh, it was a to and then we were drafting all weekend. So it was like something was happening. Like you would see whoever got taken and, uh, you know, it was like, you know, something was going on then not just the weekend. Then we got in those later rounds and it really slowed down. And, uh, but it lasted probably a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we filled out the rosters and, um, it'll be very interesting. Like the trade part of it is really cool. Like you can, cause in, in re regular fantasy, like it's very hard to make trades. You basically have to agree to be ripped off, or <laughs> or you try to rip somebody off. Like uh, it's hard, really hard to make trade these days. You have to, you have, you both have to have needs that you can fill. Like if you have a yeah. hole at wide receiver and somebody else has a hole at tight end, you can flip and kind of help each other. But it yeah. doesn't happen that often. You're right. right. But in like but in dynasty, years. and you could trade picks, which is even more interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I could trade you, you could trade me Javante Williams for my next two first round picks. If I want to take on the risk reward of this yes. guy who, by the way, I have in one of my leagues and he, it was the game where he established that he was the guy. It was the game. Melvin Gordon fumbled and they were like, enough with you. And they gave him the ball and he was going to be the guy for the rest of the next seven years. Yes. Melvin Gordon's last year. He's, he's gone next year or somewhere else. But well, that's um, what we thought last year, but yes. Well, did, did he sign a one year deal? I thought this was a last yeah. year. Maybe he'll keep he doing it. He came that, back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially we thought now. he was going to be done. But um, hey, yeah, it looks so, like Facebook is back. Ooh. That's hilarious. Can't imagine anybody's here now. <laughs> Ron Milford, what's up, buddy? Sorry about that for those of you who are in. <laughs> that proves it wasn't my fault. You see, I didn't do anything. The Facebook did it. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, for those of you who are just chiming in now, uh, we've got about a half hour under our belts. We'll do not that much again. And you can come back and listen to the beginning and the great beginning of the interview and all the jokes and some of the other things that I did before uh, Josh came on. On the podcast, which you can get in your ear holes as early as tonight during the game. I try to post it as, as fast as I can. So, all right, enough of that. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming back, Kevin Wilson and Ron Milford. We appreciate you guys for hanging around and jumping in here. Um, yeah. So yeah, Javante was a brutal, brutal bad luck. And my team, we actually in dynasty, we had four IR slots, which just didn't seem like a, enough to me. And I had already discussed this with Brad, like we should probably extend that. Um, and then my team is like a fucking mash unit right now. And Brad suggested just increasing it to 10, which is what we do in the other league. So we did that. And I, you know what? I haven't done it yet, but I might have 10 players in the IR slots this week. <laughs> I lost Marquise Brown probably for the next month and oh, a half. Yeah. Uh, 
Randall Cobb, Traylon Burks, Eli Mitchell. My team is a disaster right now. It is. This ain't my year. Um, I think my no. team is built for the long haul, but the short haul is going to be painful. Yeah, it'll be real interesting to see how it how it shakes out. But yeah, right. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving that league. I'm not. I'm not loving the other. You know, I joined a couple new leagues this year, and uh, the other one is my team is super rad. But we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> Big money players. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not my team time. in that league is good. And I, and I cut another couple of leagues that have really good teams, but my two, my two leagues that are long-term dynasty. Yeah. And I have, I have one, my home keeper league that I'm the commissioner of Georgia roots football. That's a five keeper league. That team, both those teams are fucking terrible right now. It's really hurts my feelings. Yeah. And they're the two that I care about the most, you know, the right. other three, I'm killing it. And I'm like, man, right. <laughs> I know what you mean. So it goes this, this gets us quite smoothly to a very quick uh, but now it's time for which comes first oh yes it's time for which comes first now tell me will this happen before that happens it's time for which comes first uh which comes first josh kowal falcons playoff or josh kowal fantasy playoff appearance in, well. in one of those two leagues <laughs> I have a I have an okay chance in the dynasty league of making the playoffs. Yeah, not the I other know. not the other one. Maybe next year. <laughs> but the Falcons. Okay, hot take on the Falcons. Arthur Smith is an excellent coach. He is working miracles with a shabby roster, and he's really really smart the way he uses the team. Like he, you know, he'll just run the ball. 500 times. I started Mariota one of those weeks where they just ran the ball all game long, <laughs> and they beat somebody. Um, and, uh, yeah, he doesn't, the roster looks really weak and they are a solid team and they play really smart football. I, I, I agree. They, there were a couple of games where there were some decisions at the end of the game where I was like, what was that? Like the game Andreas and I went to against the Rams, there were some terrible decisions at the end of that game, but they were in it until the very end. Yeah. Um, So I think the Falcons, I'd say the Falcons have a really good chance of being a seven seed or six seed this year. Um, cause NFC is not, not that great. And they're, they're solid. I, Hey, I was, I was really jealous about, uh, the Falcons game you went to because I, I'm, I'm like a stadium nerd. And, oh yeah. Uh, I like, I want to hear more about SoFi. I, I mean, you guys, you actually talked about it a little bit the, that, that same week. It's cool. But, it's exactly what you think it is. It's, it's got a roof, but not, but it's open. It's a really cool, it's almost like. You ever go to like an airport in the Cayman Islands? You're like, there's no walls here. It's weird. Like, how do you have an airport with no walls? Yeah. Well, it's fucking beautiful every day. That's how. Right and, right. and LA can do that, you know. So that's I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it is it is a roof without fully being enclosed. So the breeze comes through and that's uh, that's super cool. And the screens are ridiculously good, you know, it's shown replays and whatever. And there's a mariachi band. What do Don't you want? I heard they like pump music in in between plays or something like a, they try to make it like a nightclub or something. Is that true? Well, they definitely have gotten actually sent an article about this to Andreas yesterday. There's a there's a mariachi band that's like full outfits and they go to them like there's they're in a certain part of the stadium that everybody knows where they are and they'll pump that onto the big screen. They're like they're like keyed to play something here and there. And most of the time they play mariachi music. 
but sometimes they'll play like a rap song or a country song like in, mariachi, in mariachi style. Yeah. And they have become like a weird cult like hit of the stadium and the Rams fans. It's it's the perfect nod to the demographics in LA. Right. And uh there's this whole article about how much Jalen Ramsey loves them and thinks they're great and they add great spirit to the game. And he he, he was in a mariachi outfit talking about them and uh it's a uh, it's cool. it's so random. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's some life and and the tailgating and the scene. Like you think of LA as this transient city where nobody's from here really gives a shit about yeah. anything. You forget the Rams have old roots here. So yeah. a lot of these guys like watched sure. the Rams with their dads a million right. years ago. And there is some there is some guts in sort of the fandom here. So yeah, we were not, we were impressed. We actually were pleasantly surprised by the scene. It was pretty cool. It's not like the Chargers where half the stadium every week is the opposing team and everybody just goes there for a vacation. It's a good yeah, the point. Rams, the Chargers is tonight. It's the same stadium, you know. Which is kind of funny that the Rams' whole slogan during the game and everything is "our house." Like you share your house. It's uh, not even your. It's not even true. Like the, it's the worst metaphor ever. I love those. Um, uh, that reminds me of your Brady uh, divorce jokes, man. Those were those are strong. This <laughs> is so funny. I love it. It's been fun. Tom Brady has been really a pleasure this year. Hey, that, every, that every, every year the comedy gods like are just like hand me something. Ocho totally. Cinco, Tim Tebow, right? Antonio Brown. This year it's Tom Brady. <laughs> that reminds me. So I'm going to come come into the show, the punchline uh, this week. Can't wait. Oh, it's cool. Be awesome. Um, it reminds me too. I was trying to explain to my son. My son's 14. Um, about about Chad Ocho Cinco, and I, I try to explain to him that he actually changed his name to Ocho Cinco so he could have it on his jersey. And he thought it was like mind blowing. So I told him <laughs> like, he first he just put Ocho Cinco on his jersey, and but the NFL was like, no, you can't do that. Like that's against the rules. So he was like, screw you, NFL. I legally changed my name to Ocho Cinco. What are you gonna do now? He was like, no way. <laughs> Am I right in remembering that when he went to another team later, he didn't, he couldn't get 85? I think somebody else was 85, Kendrick Bourne or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, do you think I can throw him a thousand bucks and get 85? <laughs> I think he'd be paying more than that. I've I've seen Ocho at a couple of the Super Bowl uh, like media events I've been to. He seems like I don't know him, but he seems like exactly what you want him to be. He's just this ridiculously. So- Arius, cocky, playful character. So random, so, you know, I know this is hot topic, Chad Ochocinco, but <laughs> random uh, Ochocinco, you know, he's like a, a, you know, I'm a soccer fan. He's a soccer guy, actually. He played so- soccer in high school. Oh, right. That's right. He, he kicked a field goal or an extra point when he was with the Patriots. Like, they yeah. counted. So he's actually going to be on the Fox. Fox has a World Cup, which starts around Thanksgiving this year. Really strange. Thanksgiving to Christmas, basically, is the World Cup. And he oh, is okay. going to be, like, on the studio show. You know, they're trying to get more of an American audience. You know, Fox is willing to try that stuff. So he's going to be, like, commenting on after the game, talking about the the, the soccer games, the World Cup games. Wow, so that's interesting. interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know the timing of that either. Is that because of the climate? Is that a – Yes. They're playing in Qatar, which is in the okay. Middle East. And if they played in the summer, it would be 120 degrees. So they got, they got them to move it to the winter, which, what, you know, they're so corrupt they get – do whatever <laughs> – but, but doesn't uh, so, that ruin so, the schedule of all the regular pro yeah. things that are happening? So, you know, all these soccer leagues in the world, 
<laughs> just have to take a break for a month. Like normally the World Cup's in the summer because they're off during the summer. So they're all they're all taking a break for like six weeks so they can their players can go to the World Cup in in Qatar. So it's totally weird. But so, for example, the United States plays England on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Most of the games are in the morning, like 10 a.m., noon, two o'clock. So two o'clock Friday after Thanksgiving, U.S. versus England, they're thinking it's going to be the biggest TV audience for a soccer game ever because it's like, you know, everybody's home. There's no other sports on. Well, there might right. be some college football, but afternoon, you know, it's not in the evening. So it should be interesting. Huh. That is interesting. All right. Cool. All right. I root for soccer to make some headway. All right. Let's do, uh, let's do one of our other little things that we do here. All right. All right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. <laughs> you have quizzed me. It's only fair, Josh Kowal. Uh, Bring it. These are two fairly quick with some uh, interesting facts to follow up. Uh, Belichick tied George Hallis this week for NFL wins. Uh, second all time. There, there is a two-way tie for second. Who's first? You know, I know this one because my uh, childhood hero is Dan Marino. Uh, Don Shula. Now, Belichick, I think, is going to keep coaching until he passes Don Shula, and I think he's like, was it 20, 30 games away? That's the follow-up that I have that I was surprised how close it is. I thought this was far away. Uh, Belichick and Hallis are currently at 324 wins all time. Shula, I can go ahead. So I think I just saw it, but I want to say it's like 350 or 360. Yeah, less. 347, according to wow. what I saw. So that's 23 away. I mean, that's that's easily doable in two seasons. I mean, not easily. Maybe three seasons. Easy. Two so, good seasons. I heard, did you hear this, that Tom Brady went to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night? Yeah, that was the buzz on Monday Night Football talk before I jumped on with you. But you know who wasn't there? Bill Belichick. Belichick. He's working. Yeah, Brady's not working, apparently. That's why they lost to the Steelers. <laughs> Brady takes 10 days off to go talk to his wife about divorce during training camp. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got another hot take on Brady. You know, everybody just assumes that he's getting divorced because his wife was like, you know, that was your last season of football. We had an agreement. He made this announcement. They retired. And then he went back on it, came out of retirement. And then she was like, that's it. We're, it's over. We're, we're getting divorced. So that's kind of the narrative that everybody relates to. What if they were getting divorced anyway, like for other reasons, normal marriage reasons, and then he was like, dude, I'm just going to add to all my records and keep playing football. What do I have to stop playing now for? So, I, I agree to... with you. I, that seems more likely. I, it seems like they're because whatever, because even if he left, which it, if, if, okay, let's, let's talk through the original narrative for the last seven years, right. he could have retired any one of those and it would have been perfectly appropriate. And probably they talked about it. And he kept not retiring. And finally, he actually told the world that he was retiring. And then he didn't. If that's the reason, she's got a fucking, you know, great argument for stop being an asshole. We have kids and you're disappearing. But here's what happens if he retires. He goes immediately into another full-time career and 17 businesses right. and 
constantly taping now, commercials and working on too. social media. You're never going to see him no matter which version of him you get. It doesn't really matter. Good I think point. it's more likely what you said, that they have some regular old-fashioned internal problems. And now he's sort of like, well, I'm already miserable here. I may as well jump out of that and go enjoy my other life, you know? Can you imagine the argument that he that they must have had, though? Like, he's got this Brazilian supermodel wife, and he's trying <laughs> to explain to her, like, no, you don't understand. I'm like the all-time leader in passing yards. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, I just got to keep playing. Like, all every man in America does what he's, what he's talking about, but she's totally clueless, right? She's like... What are you like? Seven Super Bowls? What do you mean? You know? And we're bearing we're bearing the lead on what's weird about this couple. He is <clears throat> the goat. He's probably the best quarterback in the history of football. He's played the longest. He's made the most money of anyone to ever do this sport, and his income is dwarfed by hers. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. What is she doing out there in the rest of the world that we don't understand? It's amazing how much more money she makes than he does. Think about the skill sets too. You know, think about trying to be a quarterback. Every <laughs> every kid in America wants to be a quarterback. They try. The I know. What does she have? She's hot. That's it. <laughs> I just to play the extreme card on this because I don't want to come off as sexist, but this is not about the job. Okay, coming off as sexist. This is about the job. <laughs> like every apartment complex in the world has one woman who could do her job. <laughs> there's only one tom brady how is it possible she's paid five times as much it doesn't make any sense yes we've we solved the sexism right there i mean it equals out <laughs> it's not gender. this is not gender this is a job it's yeah. about replaceability this is a conversation about capitalism yeah, I, don't under, I don't understand how she's not more replaceable i guess we just proved that their sexism is not a thing i think <laughs> mathematically <laughs> economically <laughs> Oh, it's so weird. All right. Question. You got it right. You got, you're one out of two yet. Here's your second chance. This one's a little tricky, but I think maybe you could get it. The first player to have three games, uh -oh. fantasy nerd question. So you have some hope. The first player to have three games of 10 catches and 150 yards in the first six games of the season. It just happened yesterday. Hmm. Who? Well, three I know. Of at least 10 catches and 150 yards. In three games out of six or three in a row? Three out of six. It's All never right, so happened before. My candidates are going to be Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill. Anybody uh, still, neither one of those? No, I'm just, I'm just going to let okay. you, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to try to not tell you with my face. 10, 150 yards is the harder part. 10 catches, not so hard. Um. I can't even think of anybody else that would be on that. I don't, Justin Jefferson, I don't think so this year. Um, yeah, he's had a couple of real, but he's had other boom games. Yeah. Mm, I, I, none of these guys are on my fantasy teams, I'll tell you that. <laughs> none of these guys. Well, you're out there wasting your picks on quarterbacks and gimpy running backs. That's your problem. Uh, all right. give me Give me your guess. I will go since I know. Yeah, did Tyreek Hill have that many yards before? Um, I'll just play the numbers and say Cooper Cup then. The answer is Tyreek Hill. Of course it is. And listen to the rest of this. He now has eight career games of 10 catches and 150 yards. 
the most of any player in their first seven seasons, passing Calvin Johnson and Julio uh, Jones. Calvin Johnson from Georgia Tech. That's right. Calvin Johnson. Do, do, I've already surely I've already quizzed you. I've already done this bar quiz with you. Who did Calvin Johnson lose to? Oh, in, I know. You know this? We did the, this, right? Sean McVay? Is that right? Yes, Sean McVay. <laughs> the Georgia State Player of the Year? Georgia high State the- High School Football Player of the Year. Calvin Johnson came in second to Sean McVay, who was the quarterback at Marist, I believe, who was like the best team at the time, and he was the face of it. And he's still a rich kid, much richer now than he used to be. I found it super funny. You know, Sean McVay came really close to quitting the Rams as coach in the offseason and going to be the Amazon host with Al Michaels, which would he would have been way better than Herb Street, by the way. Herb Street seems yeah. like he just made about college football, not NFL football. But um, but it's so funny because for the last however many years, they've just been, you know, getting all these draft picks into the future, leveraging everything for one good year. And then like he could take off, you know, it'd be, it'd be so funny if he just left them hanging. I know. Got, right. Talked into staying. I think you could do that in dynasty too. There's, there's one team that I, that, that I just played this week. The team is fucking stacked. It is ridiculous how good this team is, but for one it year. ain't going to be for long. It's yeah. Travis Kelsey, and Devonte Adams and Cooper hmm. Cup. It's like it's that team. That's like you better win this year because that team is going to fall off a cliff in Dynasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was kind of jealous playing. I was like, man, yeah. this is a really good team right now. My team is a disaster. Yeah, I went for the mix of young guys with that you know had one good year, you know, kind of thing. Right. But, I yeah. went. Uh, I went way young. I'm like. I'm interested to see if it pans out long haul. And on paper, I've got a quarterback and a tight end for ten years. I don't have to think about those slots in Mahomes yeah. and and Kyle Pitts. But the Kyle Pitts pick doesn't look that genius right now. <laughs> yeah, a head scratcher. That's the one thing. It doesn't seem like the Falcons are doing right. Is but they're winning without him. There's not. They, that's the thing. That not only are they not using him, but it's working. That's the problem. They're just running the ball. They just don't, they just, I wonder what the stats are. They must have bottom two or three completion uh, attempts, right? Passing attempts. It's got to be near the bottom of the league. They're just running the ball every play. But Mariota last, yesterday was like 14 for 15. Super efficient. Right. He's just, he's just throwing it to the running backs. It's not going very far. (laughs) It's just a, it's a long handoff. Uh, all right, let's let's hit some of the uh, some of the pluggy things that I sometimes forget. Uh, check out the t-shirts, all pro lines. You can get a t-shirt. They're they're great. They're comfortable. They're nice. We we recommend the sort of off color colors, so you can get like a I don't know, like the red, but get the weird red. You know, get the green, but get the kind of vintage green. There's a couple of really cool colors in there. Uh, cameo, you can get a cameo of me making fun of your friend for his birthday or whatever. Uh, check out Patreon. Just go to Patreon and then type in all pro lines and see what we're up to. Uh, give us a little nod. Vote with your dollars about what you like in the world. It's a nice way to live. Monkey Knife Fight, use the code all pro lines and get yourself an extra hundred bucks. When you deposit, we'll match up to, we'll match a hundred percent of whatever you put in up to a hundred. You put in 40, boom, you got 80. You put in 50, boom. I can't even I know. What the, you get the idea. Uh, 
Josh Colwell went to Georgia Tech. He can probably help me with that part. I got a uh, question about Monday Night Fight. I, I definitely want to try that. I haven't done it. Oh, it's great. But how is it legal? Like, I can't bet on a spread of an NFL. I can't take the Steelers minus plus nine points because that's illegal, but I can do Monkey Night Fight. I know it is legal, but I just can't believe it. Like, it's the. I've been facing this kind of question for years as an online poker player. It's, I think it falls into one of those gray areas that hasn't been challenged and they can stake a claim ah, for it being legal in the meantime. Uh, it's definitely a gray area, right? And they, there's a very good reason to be able to defend it and say it's perfectly legal. In the meantime, it's nothing that any of the users have to worry right. about because even if the feds someday go, no, you can't do that, sure. they're not going to chase around the betters. They chase around the, yeah, the yeah. betties. I just think it's so funny that you can't bet regular football, but you can do all these crazy derivatives. Like, I, like what are I we doing? agree that you could play DraftKings, but not bet on the over under of a yeah. game. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. You could bet horses and not poker. Uh, all these things. I, I mean, we struggle with this. Our whole culture. You could have a, you can buy fireworks across the line there, but not liquor. And then you can, you can have an abortion here, but not there. Like it just, <laughs> can we just agree on what the rules are as a culture? with the sports and the thing and the betting New York city, you come, there's a statue to Liberty. You can't play poker in New York city. Does that make any sense? No. Yeah, it does not make sense. <laughs> All right. It's good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah. You too, man. Looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. Yeah, me too. It'll be nice to see you, man. And uh, new hour, by the way. Come ah. see me wherever you are. I, I retired all the jokes from the before times. I never did this before. It's kind of fun, and it's been a grand adventure. And uh, I, I got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in my personal life. Me, some, some, some of those Tom Brady jokes are coming from a real place for me. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Or we'll, you'll hear us next week. You may not see us. You know what I mean. I'll see you. Okay, bye. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.